Welcome to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Your number one Orlando City podcast. For the fans, by the fans. Keeping you in the know on all things Orlando City since 2018. Welcome to another edition of Orlando Lions Den Podcast. I'll be your host tonight. This is Cleon One. I'm joined here by my main man, Alex Ryder. How you doing, buddy? Glad to be back. Glad to hear your guys' voices again. Glad to talk to everybody about Orlando City. It's been a couple weeks. Let them know where you've been, man. Let them know where you've been. uh, I have been to Cyprus. I've been to Greece. I've been to Israel. And I have enjoyed a lot of great food and a lot of sightseeing and I've seen a lot of soccer stadiums in a lot of different countries in each of those countries actually and I'm still excited to talk about Orlando City I was sad to see what happened to us in the Champions League we'll get past that but I'm happy to talk about a win so enough about me all right and my boy Mike what's up Mike hey how's it going all good Happy, happy to, yeah, it's, it's good coming in, coming off a win. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of people listened to our episode last week. We had a lot of real heartfelt discussions about, you know, some where we think the team's at and where, where we're going. And to see uh, us having so many people out on international duty and to get a dub this week in uh, an area that no away team has won in in their last 25 visits there um, feels real good. You know? Um, Yeah. They were missing people too, but ready to enjoy the good vibes. We earned them after last week. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) Good vibes only. Much needed. Much needed. Um, All right. Um, I'm your host tonight. So I guess we're skipping sponsors since we ain't got (laughs) nobody else there. Go 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 talk Lones, to Eddie. Lones, go talk to Eddie. Go talk to my boy Lones by Leo. Go hit him up. Um, field turf. They uh no they got turf, the field. please. <laughs> field turf. I ain't shouting you out to get to you to you make sure I'm getting my sweet back. Y'all, okay. Y'all, he y'all he, he, God, he yeah, said, said it. it. I wasn't I gonna say it. it. I said it. Um yeah, I need I need y'all to um hook up my sweet this year. So um yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm give that shout out, but that's that's your that's your warning. You ready anyway. <laughs> Anyway, game review. Um, two to one win at Philly. Uh, that was the first loss in how many games straight? It was, I believe, it was twenty five home games that they have gone without a loss. Sometime in twenty twenty one, they have not lost at home since September of twenty twenty one. There we go, that, bro. That's insanity. It's absolutely that's, insane. That's insanity. And I believe it was also the first time that they have given up multiple goals at home in 35 games. Yeah. Now, now a lot of people is going to point out, you know, it was, it was their B team, stuff like that. You they know, didn't they, had even a lot of, dress they had a lot of people out, but a full bench. They didn't yeah. dress a full bench. Well, it's because they couldn't. <laughs> but now that all of that is true. But when a team is that good, like it's, it's trust me that that's 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 going all the way down the roster and, and that's not that was still not an easy feat and, um, normally and, go ahead no the thing that i want to add to that and that's the the thing that a lot of people are kind of overlooking is like yeah they had no andre blake 
yeah, they were missing a lot of people to international duty and suspensions and stuff like that. Their entire starting defense was still there. So mm-hmm. that's an important thing to note. They still had Glesnus, they still had Elliott, they still had Wagner, and they still had Mbizo. That is their starting defense, with the exception of sometimes Mbizo and Harriel swap out, but Harriel was one of the only defenders who was actually on the bench for them. So, like, they still had their full starting defense. They just had a different goalie in the net. So and yet we still picked that defense apart within the first nine minutes, and the starting goalie was a goalie that we had seen before in Joe Bendit. Yeah, that helped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give him that one. I'll give him that one as, as far as uh, uh, as far as uh, trying to take a feather out of our cap. Yeah, they did have Joe Bendit in there, so, you know, that's kind of an L right off bat. Anyway, um, yeah, so all that said, um, nice. It was, it was a nice win, man. I like more than the win itself, uh, I, I really – like seeing it was a little tactically it was a little different it was a little different man it was a lot of direct um playing really fast it was like you know a little stretch we had against uh charlotte where where we had those offside goals called and and we just kind of mm-hmm. came out the gate blazing just the time was just a little off with the offsides and things yep. like we kind of came out the gate pretty much the same way except for you know this time everything was on and uh you know, we were putting that ball in the back of the net. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, for me, one of the most important things that I think we got out of it is just we kind of saw how effective this team can play if we have the ability to just play direct, like and play direct and, and, and we're clicking with it. Like the first goal, like use that for example. Do you guys know how many touches it took from when the ball came off of Mason's foot to it hitting the back of the net? Let me carry it in my head. Let me. Uno, dos, tres, no. Uno, dos, tres, back, cuatro, four. Yeah, exactly. Mason kick, <laughs> Mason kick. Ramiro the back, the, the chest, chest back pass. Mauricio oh, pass forward. Chest. Ojeda into the back of the net. We were able to go the entire length of the field and score a goal in four touches. Like, there is – things aren't perfect right now. Obviously, I know everyone still has high emotions on how they feel about things. Scoring two goals is great while we're missing people on the team. There's still improvement and consistency that I think we all want to see out of this group. That all kind of goes without saying, but it was nice to see promise of what can be if we're playing counterattacking ball, route one soccer on the road and getting a result. So I'm, I'm happy with the performance of what we saw. Um, I want, I just want consistency now, you know, we've, Showed that we could score multiple goals. They got called off against Charlotte. That, you know, that was a disappointing result. Now we scored multiple goals here. We should have had more goals. Duncan put Ojeda on a platter in the final five minutes of the game. Uh, and uh, Bendit came up with a save somehow, you know. Um, well, he put it straight in his chest. That was, but, but Duncan was, that move put Ojeda in such a perfect spot, you know. Um, and then there was, I mean, there's other opportunities. There's uh, other shots that Ojeda had. There was other shots that Angulo and Ramiro had, Duncan had. Like, there was opportunities for us to have more goals in that game. And we debatably should have had more goals in that game. Um, so it, it's, I just need to see consistency. I need to see it more. And that's what's going to restore confidence to, to, the, to the fans, I think. Yeah. One thing, um, go ahead. One thing that's definitely going to 
restore confidence even after one game is getting that much of a lead early on in the game and fighting from that position and succeeding because there was a time in that match too, where Philly was getting some shots on goal and had better possession for portions of the second half where we thought, Oh no, we've seen this before. They're going to equalize and they're going to take this thing away from us. And we held our own. And that was, that was with Mason between the pipes. And I know his distribution isn't great, but his, his goalkeeping ability was fantastic. It was a great display. And I thought that it was a very good showing for him with Pedro out on international duty. So I say that almost every time, but this might've been his best performance. Yeah. Um, I'll say the most encouraging thing for me, like when you're talking about when you went through those moments after, you know, after we scored the two goals, um, the most, and I did say this on Den After Dark, but in case you haven't heard it, uh, the most encouraging part for me was a lot of times we've seen ourselves go up and score. You know what I mean? Even whether it's super early, whether it's first half, whatever the case. Um, I've gotten accustomed to expecting us to just sit there and bunker, and it's fresh, that was frustrating um, instead of just put, keeping a foot on the gas and putting people away. Um, so it was it was nice to not see us just, you know, yeah, it was super early. We scored that first goal. What was it, like five, six, seven, nine minutes or so um, when we scored the first? It so, was less than four, I think. It was, yeah, it was super early. It was very early, which was surprising to me. The first I, goal was in the second minute. Okay, it Lord was even mercy. earlier than that. I, I so, only, Yeah, I, it was about a minute and 45 in. I all think. I know is is I didn't get to see the full goal because I had just come back in from walking the new puppy. So, so um, yeah, it was – so while you can be like, okay, well, I guess they're not going to bunker that early. It's too way too early. Um, by the second one, I was definitely expecting a bunker and that bunker never came. Um, it was, it was still foot on the gas, uh, still trying to attack, still trying to score, still trying to keep pressure and make them play defense instead of just letting them attack, 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 and being under complete pressure. Mind you, we were still under pressure and Mason had to make some unbelievable saves, but, um, this was not once it wasn't a one-sided, uh, uh, the attack wasn't going all one direction. You know what I mean? Um, we had our chances too, like you just said about Duncan and, and we, there were some others. Duncan had one, I think uh, Thor Thor had one, right? I believe Thor had one that uh, he had a shot at it. He could have passed it maybe. Um, mm-hmm. He tried to go far post and barely missed. Um, so, I mean, we, we were, we were still on the attack. We, we didn't, we didn't just shut it down and things like that. We had to keep going, and and that's that's all I really wanted to see. Um, that's all I really wanted to see from this team, and 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 stop being, stop uh, only only being on the defensive and only responding to getting attacked instead of being the one to to keep up the attack. You know what I mean? So all, all of that technically, and 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 uh, I think it was mainland or somebody like that. They had they had they put out a nice little piece talking about like Enrique and, yeah. and with the start, you know what I mean? And, and, and that, that was a nice tactical wrinkle from Poppy, um, you know, coming with the false nine, things like that, which opened up Enrique kept dropping down and, and pulling, pulling the center backs up, which was, 
giving Ojeda all that space to just go. You know what I mean? And and for us to drop these balls uh behind behind the line. So um it's like I said, you gotta you gotta give Poppy credit for 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 adapt for trying to adapt and, and trying to adapt something. Now it's like you said, we just need to see consistency and need this not to be a one time thing or two time thing. This this needs to be who we are. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're speaking facts to me, man. I, I think that's exactly what it is, is just we need to start seeing that just consistency. That's all we want, you know. We know that there's so much attacking talent in this team. We know that this team can play attacking soccer, and it's what we all want to see. And it, they just, you just have to let the creators have the one word that Eddie talks about. They just need freedom, man. Give them freedom to play and to create, and good things are going to happen. Um, so just let's just hope it continues. We've got Nashville coming up. So if it starts from here, could we call it Philadelphia freedom? <sighs> Eddie's not on the pod. I, I, I thought I thought I thought I thought I was gonna have to deal with this with, with Eddie not being here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I thought I thought I was gonna have to do this, Ryder. Come on, man. <laughs> the other the other nice thing we're talking about pulling them back and giving giving some space to get up it's also nice to see Mauricio have some space to shoot up those great balls it's it's great i i like seeing him pass long it's it's nice even yeah, when he's dropping so long he doesn't even have to do it from outside the 18 yeah, him him going up to the ten gave him a little more, you know, it, it put him closer to those attackers, to where he's able to get these uh get these types of passes and stuff in. Yeah, um, and it's one of those things that he he actually looked pretty good coming in and playing at the at the ten again. I don't know if it's one of those things that they're going to look into doing that more often now again, but he did look good playing the ten, and it seemed like there might have been maybe that could have been a thing that kind of gave a little bit more cohesion. He did look tired towards the end, but I also think that was the dark arts being employed by the captain and the rest, a uh, couple other people, because Pedro wasn't there. Well, Pedro wasn't there, but we got uh, the the newest dark artist in Felipe, who dark arts so much that he got a fine from the league today. Can we pay <laughs> that fine? Can we just? Everybody listen to this. Let's find the GoFundMe. I'll pay it. Bro, you, you're gonna be paying, you're gonna be paying these all season, bro. If you start this. <laughs> be you better be ready to keep coming out the pocket if you're gonna do that. If it comes with a game used jersey, I'll take it. <laughs> all right. Um <laughs> you killing Leon, me. Leon, what you got over your shoulder, by the way? Oh my shoulder. Oh, that man hush, man. <laughs> Hey man, stop that! You know, you know this. You know that's supposed to be in charity. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah, I'm gonna move. I'm not even going to say what he's talking about. You know that's supposed to be in charity, man. Um. <laughs> so, um, that's history. That's what that is. That's, that's history, man. Hey, who? What do you want to see from the changes? Mind you, we still have some players out too. Philly wasn't the only one. We uh, Faku wasn't wasn't there out of the attackers. Faku wasn't there. Um, which is mainly that was. Mainly our fullbacks, I guess they weren't there. Uh, then, you know, you got Pedro. But as far as the attack goes, um, which was the main change we saw, um, now with, 
you're, you know, Faku coming back, things like that. We saw, we saw, um, we saw Angulo, Angulo was back in the starting lineup. Uh, Enrique was up there up top. You know, you had Ojeda, and then you had Mauricio at the 10. With Faku coming back, what types of changes and things do you want to see remain the same? And uh, what type of adjustments do you do you think we need to do as far as uh, moving forward? Faku needs to continue to pa- continue the new trend of passing. That's simple as that. He tries to take a lot of shots that might not necessarily have a chance when he could be taking easy passes to dribble it around a little more or just to someone who's more open and make a shot. I, I Someone saw, posted a stat on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. This might have been while I was gone, but that he has not made a single pass to a number nine inside the 18. That might have been a misquote, but. It, no, no, that was right. It, I remember it, seeing that. It, it's a matter of. He's coming in confident and he doesn't always make the best decision. It doesn't mean he's not the best fit for his position because he still plays the ball very well. It's a matter of when you got the ball at your feet, making the right decision, which is subjective depending on where you're at. So I'd like to see that more. Um, Ivan Angulo was very good at that. He made one or two shots in this match that were very good, but he also could have made those passes as well. So I don't know. I'd li- I'd like to see more passing from the left side. What about you, Mike? So for me, um, honestly, I just want to lead off by saying I'm really, really happy for uh, Angulo as well to be able to get his first goal in purple. Um, really happy that he got that against Philly. Um, with that being said, I'm I'm not sure what the right answer is going to be as far as do we as far as far as what the, what are we going to do with the attack kind of going forward? Do we want to put Faku in a bit role of coming off the bench for a week while he's coming back from international duty because of the fact that the attack looked a little bit better running Mauricio at the ten and keeping Angulo and Ojeda on the field? Um, I feel like that's something that's probably in, in the minds uh, of C, because at this point, Angulo has been one of our biggest bright spots in attack. Do I want to take him off the field right now? Um, I'm not 100% sure that I do, you know? And the logical replacement for, if we're going to keep Mauricio at the 10, the logical replacement would be to put Maurice, swap Faku and Angulo. Um, so I'd still like to see Faku at the 10, Mauricio at the eight and then Angulo and Ojeda on the wings and then just get Faku to play with that freedom again. Just let him do his thing. Don't try and, you know, bog him down with playing defense. Let him create like and and hopefully good things will happen. But I'd like to see him playing more centrally, I think, um, rather than Ojeda playing more centrally. Um, Cause I feel like Ojeda kind of crashing in from the outsides into the center of the field worked really well uh, up in Philly. Um, so I'd like to see a little bit more of that kind of going forward and maybe like it's either, it's either going to be Faku maybe coming, taking this week and coming off the bench and seeing if, seeing how that works or, uh, you know, moving him more into the 10 rather than Ojeda. That's what I think I'd like to see is the, the second scenario. 
but I'm kind of rambling right now. So. Baku <laughs> off the bench would be fun. And I, in that position, it would be very interesting, especially against Nashville coming into our house. Yeah, for me, no, no way. Um, you got to – for me, that – I mean, that's a starter. That dude's on – he's got to be on the pitch. Uh, these guys got to – they got to – they got to get it going together or we're going nowhere. You know Maybe. what I mean? So yeah. for me, uh, I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you. He needs to, I think he just needs to go central. I think he's a better fit. I always thought he was a better, probably be the better fit there. Um, mm-hmm. Centrally out of the two Ojeda. Faku isn't really a run behind type of dude. Anyway, he's more of a, you know, he wants the ball at his feet and then, you know, dribble, dribbling with it. Um, Ojeda seems to be more of the, you know, get, get in behind you and, you know, just play more straight, direct, you know what I mean, than, than Faku is. So he's probably better off over there um, on the right. And also, he's also, like how we went through this last year of, of, you know, constantly saying, if you look at Faku's tape, you know, he's better, you know, he's better coming from the right side, coming in on his left. Ojeda's does the exact same thing if you look at his tape. <laughs> um, he plays, that's where he does most of his damage as well. Um, from you know going in from right to left um faku is more faku does more damage centrally i would think um at least in midfield central um ojeda he's just gonna take a lot of you know long shots things like that which is i mean i'm i'm fine with i said it before the dude's like he's super greedy <laughs> super <laughs> greedy player it's not a shot i love it um it's not a, we, we need more of those types of dudes on there um so I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. I want I want to do this out there, just trying to get his every time. I honestly don't see how he how he got so many assists over there in Argentina, though, bro. That's a that's a mystery to me because that dude's shooting every time he's getting a rock. <laughs> so I really don't understand how this man was getting 13, 14, 15 assists uh, a season. That's wild to me. But anyway, <laughs> Faku, yeah. Um, I would say you got to let Faku go more central. I think um, put a head over there, and Gulo. I'm not taking that dude off the pitch. No way. No how. Absolutely not. He's no, too important, sure. especially if you're going to have Petrasso over there on the left, who, who needs a lot of help. Um, And, you know, nobody's going to do that like Faku right now. I mean, like Faku, like Angulo right now. Um, Maybe, maybe let, you know, maybe let Mauricio come up. Uh, he's got to be at the eight just out of, you know, he's got also got to be on the pitch, but where else are you going to put him? You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, you can't put him when the other dude is at the eight. So it's pretty much got to be him by default. Maybe let him get a little more, a little more aggressive coming forward. You know what I mean? Um, As an eight with letting uh, Cesar or whoever, you know, it seems like that's pretty much his job. No one else's, it seems. Um, And let him get a little more time, you know, as, as like a lone, uh, 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 you know, a lone defensive midfielder back there. Um, I'm not saying let, you know, Mauricio just go crazy and like, you know, getting all the way up, like he's a striker or anything, but let's maybe let him get a little bit closer to the attack than we have been. Um, and, and I, I think, I think that should, you should see that work well. Cause like I said, Faku, he likes to play with the ball to his feet more than like an Ojeda. Ojeda just wants to kind of get behind you and, you know, get that shot off. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. That's as far as tweaks. I feel like that's the way you got to go, and those are our guys, man. Ojeda, Faku. Um, I don't know what's going on up top. It's it's a merry-go-round. Um, 
been saying it for weeks, guys. There. It's going to be striker by committee. They're going to go with what the best matchup is. And that's who we're going to see. It, Ramiro looked great, and then Duncan off the bench also looked great at getting opportunities. I'm hoping that Kara's healthy soon, so that way we can go ahead and try and get him to contribute too. Because obviously he contributed with a great goal against Tigres off the bench, um, but since he's been injured for the past, you know, two matchups, uh, hopefully, you know, he's getting healthy and we'll see him on the field again soon. Because there's going to be matchups where he makes a lot of sense. I don't think Nashville is one of them personally, just because Nashville's got two big center backs. I'd rather have a speed guy to try and get in behind them because we know that you know Maher and Zimmerman aren't the fastest guys on the planet. So a guy like Ramiro makes a lot more sense. Um, I'm not sure about a guy like Duncan. I feel like he's just going to try and bait them into cards and it, that could backfire because they're a little bit more experienced. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I still think that we're, we're full striker by committee and that's the way it's going to be. It isn't sexy in fantasy football, but who it's cares not. when it gets you the points. Um, one thing to talk about with, we're talking about Angulo is he's a 12-month loanee and his loan's up in June and he has a six-month renewal. I would assume the club would renew that, but I, I want to even extend that to there was no buyout clause in his original agreement. Does the club pursue that? I don't even know if he's got a renewal, does he? Is, I thought we already did his renewal. It, I think no, I think he was he was July twenty fifth. Was he was a twelve month loan on July twenty fifth, and there's a six month extension pending on that. So I don't know who holds the option for that. The press release isn't specific on it, but he it's not a loan with an option to buy. No, it's definitely not that. So the question is, A, are we going to have him after July? And B, are we going to be able to possibly pursue him as a long-term player? No, I know that, that, that comes uh, into my thoughts when it comes to, do we choose him? Do we choose Facundo short or even long-term? Short-term, it might make sense because of doing this whole I mean, we're doing striker by committee. That's no no problem with me, but are we going to do winger by committee at this point? No, I don't think we're going to do anything like that. Uh, I, and and one thing that I know that like we've heard from quotes from Muzi and Ricardo before is that they don't like to do loan deals without purchase options in them. They like to keep that opportunity open. So I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't a purchase option, if they're not in communication with Palmeiras to see what do we have to do to get a deal done. Um, I know that there was a post that, you know, we put in our podcast group chat from uh, of a Palmeiras fan page posting his goal and them saying, would you want him back? And pretty much everyone saying, hell no. Um, so don't know what their, uh, what their issue is against, uh, Angulo there, but I mean, guy seems pretty happy here. He seems to like our fan base. Seems to like the team. He, so won, he's a kind of, he won a trophy here already. He, he's the kind of guy that I would like to try and keep around. So I'm sure that you know, if there's not a future for him in Brazil's top flight, that there's gonna they're gonna come to an agreement to try and keep him here. It's just a matter of making sure that 
we can get the purchase price right. So that way it works for us and we're good to go. But I'm sure I, I'm pretty positive that the front office is in a situation where they want to try and keep him here and they'll try and figure it out. Yeah, I don't Your think it's to God's ears. Yeah, I don't think it'll be an issue. Like if they want to bring him back, I'm pretty sure they'll they'll get him. I don't think it's it's gonna be a tough type of negotiation, I think. I mean, they've been loaning him out, so I mean it's not, you know what I mean? They're gonna they'll let him go. So we'll we'll see about that. Um all right, let's do it real quick. Let's do stock up, stock down. Alex, it's your first time back on the yeah. on the pod. I'm going to let you go let's, first. Let's go, you, I, Alex. This is my first stock up, stock down. Um, I, I've got three. I oh my I, bro, girl, you going to leave some meat for us? Goodness. I, <laughs> hey, I, I was told I could do more than one. I I came into this pod with thinking, oh, stud or studs and duds, and I totally forgot that we had this new thing and i like this more because i can just say three names and be done with it and um for my three stock up it is ivan obviously he had a great game he looked very good and i like i said before i i would hope that the club would consider keeping him long term because he would look very good with us uh my second is mason he's not going to get as much love because of the offensive nature of this match, but he came in in great relief. And I think his stock is ticking up in, in a lot of ways. I, his distribution isn't great, but when it comes to some great saves that don't involve Andre Perea scoring a goal that comes off the post, unluckily and dancing in front of his former club, which fair game it was a great goal so i'm not going to complain about that too much um and last but not least ojeda just great match made the match day, match day 11 he looked great goal and assist his stock is ticking up so do we, are we going to do stock down at the same time or we come back to that? yes yeah no you would not yeah go stock down Kyle Smith. That's all I got to say. Okay. Mike. Fair enough. Uh, stock up for me. I'm going to go ahead and give stock up a little bit to Poppy. Uh, moving some things around. I uh, got to give credit where credit's due. Um, subs were effective. Um, and, uh, it, you know, overall it was good, good, uh, good looks. And um, as far as on the field goes, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, uh, like I already shouted out Angulo for getting his first goal. Uh, you shouted out Ojeda, goal and an assist this week. Um, seems like he's he's starting to click now in MLS. Um, so I'm going to give my my stock up to uh, Master of the Dark Arts, Felipe. Uh, good for him to get a spot start. I feel like he did good. Um, I liked what I saw. And it, it's a little bit of an unfair stock down because he hasn't been here. But I'm going to give a stock down to Faku. He's been struggling a little bit lately. And seeing the team kind of play a little bit better without him. I think that kind of has to put his stock down a little bit. Um, obviously, I have all the faith in the world in the guy. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I just think he's been slumping a little bit. But I'm kind of hoping that him going and getting some time. Uh, he did start with uh, Uruguay against South Korea early early this morning. Um, got 68 minutes, I think, at least with them, something like that. Um, I think he was subbed out, but I think he did play the majority of the game as a starter. Um 
so I'm kind of hoping that him getting some time with the national team away is, is, is going to kind of help reinvigorate him to come in here and uh, for lack of a better term, kick some butt. And, uh, but I, I do have to go with a little bit of a stock down just because of the fact that we played well without him. So yeah, it's a sad one. It's a somber stock down. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to go stock down. Shoot. <laughs> There ain't really nothing left, huh? Maybe. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, uh, shoot, I don't know, man. There ain't nothing left, so I'm gonna go stock down myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> stock down, poppy out. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Um, real quick, uh, uh, some little recent news. Um, speaking of, one of y'all brought up Mason, right? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't know. Are, are we going? Are we going to need? Are we going to need him this weekend or what? Because uh, 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 we we saw a little. We saw a little news here and there talking about our, our goalkeeper was in jail. What's going yeah, on? Yeah. So Pedro and former Lion Yoshi Otun in uh, before their friendly uh, against Morocco in Spain, apparently gotten a little bit of a dust up with the police. Um, and I guess from, from what we can kind of see happen, it looked like the police kind of confused Yotun as being a supporter. Um, and the Peru supporters are awesome. They travel super well. They greet the team at the hotel. The fan, the, the team loves their, their, their supporters, um, have a great relationship with them, but I guess the, the police kind of got involved and uh, tried to, like, grab at Yotun for following the team in, even though he was a part of the team. I mean, he's kind of a small guy. I guess I can see the confusion. Uh, so Pedro jumped in to try and help him, and it, apparently they got detained. I don't think they got fully arrested, but they got detained by the police. Um, Pedro still played in the friendly. So did Yoshi. Um, so uh, don't know what necessarily happened there. But I, I heard that there was a possibility that they were going to have to stay for additional questioning. Um, hope that's not true. I hope they're flying back because I'm just kind of sitting here waiting for the club to post a training picture of Pedro tomorrow so we could just be like, all right, he's a free man. No prison break needed, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Pedro, it's not the first time we've had to look at Pedro and be like, is he going to be available after international duty? But the guy has always flown home and been available as quick as four days after appearing in an international match and this dates back to when his first season with us in 2020 even when lockdown restrictions were in place and he would have to go through quarantine he he made it possible and he was very adamant about starting for the team and it's I have no issue with the fact that I think he's going to start for us and it helps that we're at home, but it's not not great that that happens. But that's just confusion. Yoshi looked like he was. I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm rambling. I don't know I'm, what that was. What was that? <laughs> I, 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 I trailed off. I lost my train of thought. Moving on. It, it happens, man. <laughs> it happens. All right, let's talk this. Uh, we got a we got a nice little uh, three game home stretch. We got Nashville, we got DC, we got LA Galaxy. Before we get into this Nashville preview, um, how, how important do you think this this little homestand is as far as um, 
getting some results on and I mean real results. I'm not talking about we we've been through this next last couple parts. Uh to my real results, to my three points. Not one point, not zero points, to my three points. Um how, uh, how important do you think is is to rack up some real results on this on this thing and and really start to solidify our place in the standings? It's I mean it's everything. That that's what it is. So like for for those that are unfamiliar the upcoming schedule this upcoming Saturday, 4-1 at home against Nashville. Then we got a week off, away, 4-15 to Minnesota, and then 4-22 and 4-29 both at home against D.C. United and L.A. Galaxy, respectively. D.C. United, we got to get a win against. We should have gotten a, a win with a rotated squad. It took a great goal by Chris Durkin to get the draw. Um, so we got to get a win against them this time. Galaxy, they're struggling right now. They haven't, they're, they're, they've been missing some of their attacking strengths. They're a vulnerable team. Nashville lost two games in a row, both won nothing. They're a vulnerable team, got to take advantage of it. Away at, in Minnesota is probably going to be a rough one. I mean, Minnesota's actually been pretty good this year. They're one of the better teams. They're still undefeated. Um, so that's going to be a tough one. But those three home games, Nashville, DC, Galaxy, we have to be aggressive. We have to shoot for points. We and, and as you're saying, not draws. We need wins. That's the and, and if we're playing the attacking style like we did, breaking down one of the better back lines in MLS, especially last year, and the goals that Ojeda and Angulo scored. I mean, I don't think I'm too far fetched in saying that Andre Blake would have had a hard time stopping those shots. Like we were beating the defense to the point to where Bendik really didn't have much of a prayer and Blake wouldn't have either. Um, so knowing that, like we, we got to start these games in similar fashions. We got to come in, hit them hard and hit them often. I, I just, I don't want to see us scoring and then just parking, parking the bus. Like we always do hit them hard, hit them often, score multiple goals, put the game beyond doubt. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if any, either of you guys follow like boxing or MMA or anything like that. The last thing you want to do is leave the game up to the judges. So why, why play for a tie? Don't leave that opportunity there for someone else to take advantage of you. Go for the throat. Go for the win. Go for the knockout. Like That's what we need to start doing. And those three home games, good opportunities to do it. Nashville's strong defensively we all know that they they've always been a tough game for us in general but strong defensively we got to go for it yeah um i'll i'll say this again you were just talking about it with the with the ties and and staying on people and, and scoring goals not giving up after one goal like it's enough man like i already said it if, if you if you understand it and and it's your first game and you get a one one draw and you get a 3-3 draw, which team's on top of the standings? The 3-3 draw. You have you have got to start scoring goals. You start you got to start uh getting these three points with wins. Um, you need to start scoring goals for for you know, in these cases, tiebreakers and everything else. Like we really got to start putting some space in these standings, bro. Like we cannot continue to to just barely get in and and last day of the season's coming around and and we're fighting for our life. I mean, I'm sure that won't be necessarily the case this year with the nine seeds, but who the heck wants to be a play-in, bro? You know what I mean? Um, you can't go out and spend all this money. And, like, if somebody – we're talking about a play-in 
at the end of the season, somebody's getting fired, like point blank. Somebody's getting fired because they're not spending all that money to be no eighth seed, ninth seed, things like that. Um, let's let's get in there. Let's start putting. Let's start getting some real results. Um, last game that was a, that was a great that was a great start as far as as far as um, changing the mentality and things like that. Uh, there was there was no bunkering. There was you know just keeping your foot on the gas, and that's what I want to see. Um, these next three games, I feel like there's a good chance you can get you can easily get you know a good six points at least out of there. You know if, if you if you lose one of these games, oh well, you lose one of these games, you get two wins and a loss out, you take that. Um, not an issue. Um, Alex, what you got? You got you got to get realistically, I'm going to say it seven points out of this April run. You got to get, you got to get two wins and a draw out of all of this. And it's against tough teams, Minnesota, like Mike said, tough team. They're, they're doing a lot. DC is a team that always plagues us. I think we can, beat them at home if we go about it right. LA Galaxy, bring them on. I'm not scared of them as much as I think I should be. Nashville, we can beat them. But again, we got we got to make a lot out of this homestand, especially going into May and June. We got US Open Cup is going to be happening soon. We've got leagues cup. All of that is coming up. And fortunately, unfortunately, we've been unburdened with the champions league. We got to make the most of that. We got to be a, I, I agree with Cleon. We can't be a playing team. I think we need to be a top three team to make it look good to show that the money we spent wasn't for nothing and that we can ultimately go about and give it, give ourselves a chance. But those kind of things only happen when you get these kind of points. So got to beat some of the big teams and make it look good. So. All right. Let, uh, give me a, give and, me a score. Sorry. And we, we got a break in there. We got a full week off between Nashville and our trip to Minnesota. So the guys can enjoy a break, but don't, don't enjoy it too much. Have, have some fun, but let's do it. Uh, I'll just transition into scores for Nashville. Uh, I think we beat them two one. Mike, what you got? It's going to be a classic poppy special. Uh, it's how Nashville's last lost their last two games. It's one nothing. We're going to beat them one nothing. Uh, I just uh, I think that we can go ahead and pull it off. We've been attacking early and often, um, and I, I think that'll continue. They've been struggling to score goals, so one nothing it is. I was about to be highly disappointed with your poppy's returning this poppy special, but then again, it is Nashville, um, who also tries to poppy special so one a one nothing a one nothing game that that actually that actually sounds about you know on about right <laughs> it sounds about right um i'm still gonna go i'm still gonna go i'm gonna go too well man i'm gonna go too well i'm feeling i'm feeling froggy i'm feeling froggy this week 
So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we get uh, two zero. I'm gonna say another hater goal because you know he's a he's a greedy sob. And that's what I like. He's gonna get them shots. So um, yeah, <laughs> Ojeda, Ojeda, and um, I'm gonna go Enrique, man. I think he's due. Okay, he is. I think he's due. Good job. He's definitely due. Yeah, I think he's due, man. Um, hey, did anybody check out OCB this weekend? Uh, what I could. <laughs> uh stream, stream stream was not great uh some of you probably saw me at, on on twitter uh part of my language bitching and moaning a little bit at the fact that uh we missed the first 12 minutes of the game uh which means we missed a goal by uh abdi salim uh but congrats to ocb 3-1 win um good to see, especially against a, a, what's usually always a strong philadelphia two team um so salim Got a goal. Jacqueline got a goal. And uh, one of the uh, young Uruguayan forwards uh, that we brought into OCB uh, name is escaping me right now. Acuna, I think it is. Yeah, Acuna. Yeah, Acuna. Um, so great stuff. Honestly, 3-1 win. They looked uh, looked dynamic, uh, strong attack. Um, happy to, and happy to see uh, Salim and Lynn, some of the first team guys getting uh getting some extra minutes down there and uh, contributing, getting goals. Salim's also got a hell of a backflip celebration. Uh, stuff looked cool. So, yeah. but yeah, stream was hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by hard to watch, I mean like legitimately, like it legitimately was impossible, <laughs> legitimately impossible to watch. All right. Um, let's move into shout outs. Uh, what you got, um, Mike? Oh man! Uh, shout out for me. Um, I, dude, I had something thought up. Oh, shout out to uh, shout out to all of our followers on Twitter. We've been running. Uh, some of you guys follow, paying attention to us. We're doing a March Madness uh, favorite player in Orlando City history bracket. Uh, Eddie came up with the idea. Cleon and Eddie really went to work on sorting out the matchups and the seating, and I put together the graphic. Um, we've been having a lot of fun with it, keeping track of it, campaigning for people. Um, <laughs> it's just really fun to, <laughs> to see you guys having a good time with it. So shout out to y'all, uh, because it's, it, it's been make, making it more enjoyable for us. Like sometimes I'm not focusing at work a little bit because I'm seeing all the stuff that's going down as far as uh, right now, as we're recording this, there's a, a pretty contentious poll going on right now between Duncan McGuire and Dom Dwyer. What's the score? Um, what, 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 what where are they at? Where are they at right now? Last I saw, it was I think fifty-one forty-nine for Dom. Oh my, oh my gosh, bro! <laughs> uh, so that hold on one second. Wild. Hold on one second. I'll, I'll find it right here because it's not going to take me long to get there. Uh, it's fifty-two forty-eight. Dom. Oh boy! Does it show how crazy. many votes? That's out of two hundred and twenty votes in about four and a half hours. So you guys got 19 and a half hours as of right now. You we're live. So you're gonna by the time this goes up, you're gonna have probably about six. <laughs> go in there and vote. Uh at how about Orla- how about, how about Lions Den on Twitter? Pride fans, go for it. Hey, how about everyone? How about everyone's favorite uh Adrian Winter versus Kyle Smith? That's the bracket which, that you which uh, may which may have may not been set up on purpose. Rigged. Uh, Kyle Smith is uh he he's doing some uh he 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 accounted for uh this matchup and he's taking care of business. Kyle Smith is up 67-33. As planned. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian Winter is not coming this 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 year. 
I have no comment as uh, I've been previously noted as uh, yeah, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to do a quick shout out. I'm going to shout out. Um, I'm going to shout out my boy, my boy, Eddie. I'm going to shout out my boy, Eddie. He's, he's, he's been, uh, he's been a busy guy, man. He's been a busy guy. Um, you know, dad joking, training up, training up Alex right over here. Training up Alex Brown and all these dad jokes, and uh, I think it's time for more a moratorium on 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 all these uh, dad jokes. I know some of y'all love them, and some of y'all love to hear them, <laughs> but they drive me crazy, and I don't have I really don't have time for it. So, um, yeah, Eddie, yeah, it's time to take it. It's time to take a time out, buddy. Nobody puts Eddie in a corner. Nobody. I think he, I think he just did actually. <laughs> So on a more serious note, uh, my shout out is to Nashville. Um, They're coming to our house this week. And I say to the entire Orlando City community within the sound of my voice, let's give them some love. It's not been an easy week for them. As many you know, there was another school shooting Six dead, three children, three adults, and it's it's just it, it's really sad. It's it's not needed. It's there, there are really no words. This is a soccer podcast. I really don't have the verbiage for that. But when we are talking with and about the Nashville soccer community this week let's 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 be a little bit more kind be more kind be more uplifting their community has been through a lot and it's they were they did the same for us many years ago during pulse and that's all i really have so shout out to nashville love to that community and the school that went through that so well said well said um yeah so that'll be it for us uh this week um hope this everybody everybody get on them polls like you said uh keep stuffing them ballot boxes um i make think them, making burner accounts but make make, <laughs> is make that really many- happening no but we, we i'm pretty sure david mateos's burner account definitely voted for him against pedro <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that one wasn't a sweep blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, as as we speak, I think I just saw Duncan McGuire rescue a cat out of a tree. <laughs> so um, get them votes in. See, hey, fed heat to the supporters. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Dun- Duncan. Thank you for letting me loan uh borrow your Lambo last week. That was real nice of you. Appreciate <laughs> it, stand up guy. Appreciate it, man. All right. That'd be all. Anybody got any last words? Uh, vamos, Orlando. No, he get no party. My boy's still alive. <laughs> Orlando runs on St. Duncan. Thanks for joining us this week on the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Don't forget to follow us at Orlando Lions Den on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week in the Den. Oh,